Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all-new edition of Geek to Me Radio, a jam-packed show. We'll be talking with Wizard World's PR guru, Jerry Milani, all about the upcoming show. Bobby Del Rio, actor, writer, producer, will join us after that. And finally, Chef Liz and Odds Lane are in studio. All that and more, stand by. We're talking to And if you are listening live in the greater St. Louis area on 105.3 FM and 1380 AM, thank you very much. If you're hearing this after the fact in the podcast form on Podomatic, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, we appreciate your subscribing and listening. And of course, if you're streaming us live online from anywhere in the world, thank you very much and uh, hello to you. We have a jam-packed show. We're going to jump right into it immediately. First up, our guest is the Wizard World PR guru, Jerry Milani, who handles all things for Wizard World. Uh, he's got a lot of exciting things. I'm on the Wizard World website right now watching the little countdown, and it's like watching the countdown to Christmas when you know Santa's coming. It's amazing. Jerry Milani, thanks for coming on air with us. I love the countdown, too. You, you've hit one of my favorite parts of the, of the website because that means uh, I'm going to be there in a couple of days and we're going to have a great time. I'm watching it tick down now. Five days, two hours, and a uh, little, uh, little under. We're coming up on it pretty quick. And uh, this is probably, just looking at the guest list, one of the uh, bigger shows, I guess, you guys have uh, brought to St. Louis lately. We've got a last-minute announcement just a couple weeks ago. Stan Lee is going to be here. Yeah, Stan, um, you know, it's something to be part of an event that's going to have someone of his stature involved and he's been to a few of our shows recently he used to come to a lot of shows and now he's kind of getting back on the tour with us and he's 95 he's sharp as ever his panel is tremendous um he's someone that if you are a fan of any of the marvel work or anything that he's done he's worth the, the wait and worth the visit and I was just at his uh, induction ceremony in front of the Chinese Theater out in Hollywood. It's the TCL Theater now for his hand imprint ceremony. I was out there this past July, and you could just tell the emotion from him. You know, all this. With the, the James Gunn was there. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther was there to, to honor Stan Lee, and you could tell he was very emotional about the whole thing. But when you say the word legend, Stan Lee is one that that term aptly applies to. Yeah, living legend and, again, someone that um, kind of is responsible for everything that is Wizard World, that is Comic-Con. I mean, Comic-Con is in our name. Comics are uh, a big part of it, and these movies that have been so popular the past few years, they all stem from what Stan Lee did decades ago and all the way through to today. So everyone's indebted to him, and for him to be able to make time in his schedule to come to New Orleans, to come to St. Louis, to come to some of our other shows, 
it's a, it's a once it could be a once in a lifetime opportunity for people to meet him, which is just great. And speaking of Stanley again, someone who probably wouldn't have a certain role without Stanley, Sebastian Stan, Winter Soldier will be at Wizard World uh, next weekend as well. Yeah, he's a very popular guest for us. He's been to some recent shows and you know lines uh, around the around the corner for him. So he's doing just Saturday. So the one chance for people will be on Saturday. It'll be a full packed day. He'll be there right from ten right to seven. So it'll be a full day. But he is a, a great meet for people. Great with fans and and just someone that um, you know has, has kind of gotten into our Wizard World world recently. And we're really happy that he's with us. And I love the way you guys, your guest list, too, always covers uh, all aspects of it. You've got, from Lord of the Rings, you've got Sean Bean, Billy Boyd, and Sean Astin. Uh, if you're a Doctor Who or Arrow fan, there's John Barrowman. You've got Dan Fogler from Fantastic Beasts. Uh, we had a great interview with him. He's a fantastic guy. Bonnie Wright from the Harry Potter franchise. Nichelle Nichols from Star Wars. You've got, like, every aspect covered. Yeah, the idea is that whatever you're a fan of, there's going to be something at our show that you and hundreds or maybe thousands of other people also enjoy. That might mean a celebrity. So you might be a Gotham fan and James Frain is there. You might be a Buffy fan and or a Wonder Woman fan. Lucy Davis is there. Whatever it is, there'll be that. But it may not even be that a celebrity is there. It just might be that you're going to go to a panel and you're going to run into fans that love the same things you love or you're going to be dressed up in costume, cosplaying as something, and there'll be others who'll recognize it and the idea is that this is a place, Wizard World, Comic-Con, that you can go to, enjoy whatever it is in the pop culture world that you like, and there's going to be lots of other people who love the same things. And speaking of cosplay, you guys do a cosplay contest, which uh, is always a highlight, even if you're not going to dress up, to go see all these people who put all this effort and work into these elaborate uh, cosplays from all across the fandoms. That, that's really an amazing thing if you had nothing else just to go see that. Yes, it's a great way, a couple of things. Just like you said, if you do dress up and you participate in the costume contest, it's a chance for fans to be the star, even just for a few, a few seconds, where each fan is introduced that, that, can, that participates. They get a couple seconds on the stage. They get to show their stuff to the judges. And at the end, we have some winners. And like you said, for fans who just want to come out and see what these folks, regular folks, have done, some of them have taken weeks and weeks to put these costumes together. They're just going to wear them the one time, and they choose our, our, our costume contest for it. So it's Saturday night at 7 o'clock. We also have a kids' costume contest on both Saturday and Sunday at 2 o'clock, right on the big main stage when you come in. So that's a fun time, too, to see what the kids have done. And you know, we like to you know, call it the impossibly cute kids' costume contest because <laughs> it really is. So when you, you 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 go with all these shows all over and you uh, you have these guests and everything, is there anything you're uh, ever surprised by after doing it for as long as you've been doing it? Do you still get surprised by elements or aspects or something a guest does in, in a good way or anything like that? Well, you know, every show is different. I mean, I'll probably, I mean, I don't even can count the shows. It's probably 100 or so shows. I mean, I'm nine years with Wizard World now and been to almost every show during that time. And there's always something that you don't expect. There'll be a proposal. There'll be you know, something where a celebrity will say something that'll make some national or international news. You know, we get some new folks at shows. Like Dan Fogler hasn't been to one of our shows in a long time. He, he, he used to come maybe four or five years ago, and now with Fantastic Beasts getting popular and, and some of his older stuff kind of getting rediscovered. And he's back at our shows. Nichelle Nichols is 
royalty. She's as, yes. she is as big to a lot of people as meeting Stan Lee, getting to meet Nichelle Nichols. And with Nichelle, you know, she's there all three days. You can go right up to her table. She's just as sweet as could be. Yeah, there, I mean, there's things that happen that you never know what's going to go on at a Wizard World show, and it could be in a panel, it could be on the entertainment stage, or it could just be in your own personal moment where you go up to Lou Ferrigno and, and say you've started, your son has started watching the show, or you know you're, you're into Gotham and James Frain is there, and just you never know what's going to happen at Wizard World, and, and I always like to you know be surprised with whatever it might be. And I know uh, I've been working with Wizard World for a while now as far as uh, helping to promote the show and everything like that. And you've sent some great guests my way. Some of them are always kind of uh, very like, well, this is my first show, so I'm not sure what to expect. But then it seems like once they do it, they like want to come back and do it again. Michael Rosenbaum and James Marsters, two great examples there who are just totally fun. They're totally relaxed, and they're great to meet at these kind of things. The good thing about our shows is that the folks, the celebrities who come to these – that, they're there really, to, they, they meet fans and they get feedback that they can't get when they're on a movie set or a television set. Uh, and they, they enjoy doing this. So celebrities who this might not be their thing, you're not going to see them at our shows because it's not their thing, so they don't do that. But when you get a chance to meet a Thomas Ian Nicholas, who you might have seen in Rookie of the Year 20 years ago, but you don't know that he's doing a plethora of other things right now, or Charisma Carpenter, or even Holly Marie Combs. These are folks who have been to our shows. They're great hits with fans. They like to keep coming back. You mentioned James Marsters. He's a great example. He's somebody that you know, not only are the interpersonal reactions, uh, interactions with him great, but go to his panel. Don't miss yeah. James Marsters' panel. Yeah. I always say that when he's at a show. He does a even if you're not necessarily a Buffy fan or a Smallville fan or any of the other things, he's just a great personality and someone that you get to meet, but also his panel is a really entertaining uh, at 45 minutes or so. And I know we've talked about the celebrities. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about some of the creators you guys have. Uh, Steve Geiger, who's known for his work on Punisher and Spider-Man, and his, uh, his art's fantastic. Greg Horn, who Max and I were actually talking Greg Horn uh, the style of art he does is becoming more and more mainstream, and, and people are excited about it. Phil Ortez from The Simpsons, uh, just some of the, the creators you have here are also really cool. So even if you're not a celebrity fan, if you're a comic book fan, there's a bunch of people who you want to come meet. Yeah, comics are anything in the art world. We have a, a combination of those kinds of folks who you just talked about who have drawn or written every comic style you can think of. And then you have someone like a Clinton Hobart, who's a Disney fine artist. There's yeah. only a few of those in the world. You mentioned Phil Ortiz. He'll draw you as a Simpsons character. <laughs> so my on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page has the Phil Ortiz drawing of me as a Simpsons character as my <laughs> as my profile photo. That's so awesome. you you go from the level of a Phil Ortiz and a Steve Geiger and, and someone like that and Kurt Lehner, you know, all the way to local artists who are getting a chance not just to meet fans but to rub elbows with that level of, of celebrity artist as well. So for fans who just love great art or have specific loves of individual books that they've read or individual characters that they love, we've got something representing all of those at our shows. And our, and our artist alley is, you know, it's just not just those artists. It's There's a, a stage that they're doing demonstrations, that they're yeah. doing 
showing some of their techniques, showing some of what motivates them, and hopefully aspiring artists can take advantage of that because that's all part of the admission of the show. And the great animator Tom Cook. Now, if if I come up to Tom Cook, will he draw me as He-Man so I can get rid of these little girly arms of mine and actually, you know, use that as my Facebook avatar? Tom is great. Um, <laughs> Tom and usually see them, uh, him and uh, Phil Ortiz next to each other. A lot of times, Phil will do the drawing, and then Tom will do the coloring, uh, the inking of of that uh, image of you as a as a Simpsons person. Tom is terrific, and uh, another veteran of our shows who really gets it. He understands that connecting with the fans is uh, is an important thing for him as well as people who get to come up with him. So he's uh, definitely a, an important meet for people if you're going to go through Artist Alley. Stop by his table for sure. And as we've talked about, this is something for the whole family. Everybody is, uh, is welcome. You can go get your tickets at wizardworld.com. Just click on the St. Louis tab, and we are counting down the days. It will be coming up here quicker than you know it next weekend, so make sure to get your tickets now. You can get information on the panels, the guests, who you want to see, kind of plan your whole trip for the weekend now. Jerry Milani, thank you, as always, for being on air with us. Thank you so much. We'll see you in a few days. We will. Take care. There he goes, Jerry Milani, the head guru of PR for Wizard World. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back talking with actor, writer, producer Bobby Del Rio right after this. So stand by. Hey, God, Brian, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Listen to Geek to Me Radio and then try to take over the world. Narf! The Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. Maurice LaMarche. Rob Paulson, Pinky and the Brain. Very kind of them to give me that return liner for the show. Uh, speaking of the other show, this show would not be possible without our fine sponsors, and I do want to mention Historic St. Charles. You can check them out at their website, Discover. St. Charles. That's discoverstcharles.com, our premier sponsor. Uh, today is another beautiful day here in the greater St. Louis area, so you might want to be uh, getting the dog together, maybe you know, put on a light jacket, take a stroll through Main Street in St. Charles, check out all the cool things there are to do out there. Uh, they've got just, uh, if you're a history buff, if you're a foodie, if you just like you know nature, if there's something for everybody and it's a great place to visit. You can plan your entire trip at their website, discoverstcharles.com. There's the little events tab. It'll tell you they've always got something going on. They've got uh, festivals, live music performances. There's uh, different attractions, like I mentioned, the history buff. If you want to see the old state capitol, uh, there's things to do. If you want to take a bike trip down the Katy Trail, why well, not have a bike? Well, that's okay. Bike Stop Cafe can rent you a bike. You can grab a nice lunch before or after you hit the trail. Uh, there's great coffee places if you like fancy coffees there's a couple places on main street always something for everybody to see and do check it out discover stcharles.com follow them on twitter at discover stc very proud to have them as our premier sponsor for geeks me radio since the beginning of the show so city of st charles thank you so much we're going to go live right now to our next guest he is an actor a writer producer you can find him uh, all over Twitter with his different uh, web series and things he's got going on, his projects. Uh, Bobby Del Rio joining us right now. Thanks for being on air, sir. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, you've got a lot of projects. I was kind of lo looking at all the stuff you've got going on, the uh, IRL, the series, the uh, My Roommates and Escort, which uh, I was watching one of those on YouTube, and that's uh, 
pretty good stuff. So uh, it looks like with well, the way that social media has changed everything and the internet and everything, uh, it's not necessarily that you have to be in LA to, and you've got to have you know big money to produce these things because you're doing really well with a lot of these smaller projects, and it, it seems like it's it's uh, more relatable in a way. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think also, um, I, and I don't know, it's really just a guess and a theory, but I think it, it might even be easier sometimes to get an international audience with like a, a, like a smaller independent project, you know? Yeah, because that makes if, sense. If I was on like a major Canadian television series, like you're not going to, you're not going to watch that in the U.S., you know, like I do podcasts for these web series all the time, all across the United States, sometimes in the UK, because anybody can access stuff on, on the internet. There's something about a web series where it's like an international audience. Right. There's a different expectation. It's like people want to kind of like find the hidden gem. And it's not that... I think a smaller, a smaller project can get a bigger audience. And it's not that, you know, people think, oh, it's a smaller project. So some of the production value that uh, are on some of these small series is just as good, if not better, than some of the stuff you go to see a big-budget feature in the movie theaters and everything like that. So, uh, again, with, with the audience and everything, I almost think, in your opinion, is this the way that entertainment is going? It's shifting that direction? Definitely. I mean, I think what I tell people is it's a DIY industry now. Everyone is, everyone is their own movie studio. So it's really just a question of, okay, well, what is your studio producing in terms of content now? And so with uh, with the series you've got, uh, you've got, and you, you do everything. You, you're writing some of this stuff. You're directing and acting like IRL, the series, for example. So is that, um, I don't want to say harder because you're doing all these things. Is it is it more of a challenge? Is it something that uh, you have to really enjoy doing in order to excel at? How would you describe the, what's the magic formula for something like that when you're writing directing and acting and in, in stuff i mean i think i'm in a, a bit of a different position than maybe you know people starting out because I, I have 20 years in the industry you know i've been an actor for 20 years i was a playwright for about 15 years i've directed lots of plays and short films and a feature and produced all this stuff so when it came to irl where i was the creator the showrunner i directed every episode i wrote four episodes i acted <laughs> two episodes it wasn't really like, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I don't know if some people think it's like a vanity project or something. Mm. Um, but for me, it's just like I just do all those things, right? Like, I just, you know, it's kind of it's, it's kind of cool to be able to like, I don't know, just use all your skills, right? It would be like if you're like, I don't know, if you were like a baseball player, you know, like, like Bryce Harper can also pitch. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like when he was in high school, I think he was also like a brilliant pitcher and hit on all these things. It would be like if you, you play on a team where, like, if you were, like, Babe Ruth or something where, like, you get to pitch and hit. Like, if you can do both of those things, like, just do them. You don't really think about it. And, and thank like you. I'm walking around saying, like, I'm so amazing. You know, I just, I just have been doing all those things for so many years that it's just the time to do them, I just do them. Right. And thank you for referencing the one sport I actually do follow, baseball, so I was able to get your analogy. Yay. Thank you for that. <laughs> And I want to talk about uh, The Market, too, because this is based on a movie that it was a play. And you actually uh, did the, the screenplay for this and everything like that. So talk a little bit about that, adapting a play into a movie. Some people think, oh, well, why don't they just do this? Is that 
more difficult or is it kind of easier because you've already got the groundwork laid? I think it depends on the play. I think um, some plays would, would, I think, adapt very poorly to the screen. Um, like some plays are like two characters in the room, and then most people don't want to watch a movie where it's just two people talking in a room, right? Right. So when I, when I did my play, The Market, in 2010, uh, overwhelmingly, I would say 50 to 100 people saw the play. It was a hit play, and people said this would be an amazing movie. Because I didn't write it to be a movie. I wrote it to be a play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Wolf of Wall Street with guns. Right? It's kind <laughs> That's of like a good dis- I like that. And like a, a Wall Street movie combined. Although I wrote it as a play, right? I just thought it was a... For me, it was just the idea of Wall Street bond traders as gangsters was the metaphor. And then I kind of just melded genre. Mm-hmm. So when I adapted it to a film, I mean, I think the script is like 98% the exact same script that we use as a play. Um, so I have other plays where it wouldn't, it wouldn't, probably wouldn't cross over as well, but for the market, I think it really does. So then we made the feature film, and then we just got a distribution deal by rebranding as a web series. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're going to be launching as a web series um, pretty shortly. And the, uh, the the movie actually had two of the, the actors from the play. Uh, did that, did that was it, were they really just so good at the role, you're like, I'm going to have you guys do the movie too? Or did you audition other people? I'm like, mm, no, we're going to stick with these two guys. How, how did that process play out? Um, so the two leads, uh, Kyle McDonald and Julian Dezotti, they play the two biggest roles in the play. And to be honest, they're just brilliant. They're, they're brilliant actors. One sort of like, you know, the good sheriff and the other is kind of like the outlaw, like in a Western kind of thing, but in the, in the context of the, the Wall Street world. Mm. And they, their chemistry was just perfect. The performances were perfect. You know, I, I, I knew if I was going to do the movie that I was going to commit to those guys. So I, I did, and, um, and I'm glad I did because they're excellent. They're excellent in, in the movie. And if you're listening right now and you want to keep up with all these projects and everything, you can follow Bobby Del Rio at Bobman on Twitter. Uh, and he's got links to IRL, the series, uh, the market movie, Escort Roomie for My Roomies and Escort, all these projects. Uh, is that, uh, other than the projects I mentioned, do you have anything else that you're getting ready to start working on that you, we can talk about? Uh, I co-wrote um, a movie for a major Hollywood studio, but they're waiting to sign. Well, I guess the studio has to approve a star, and if they do that, then we start shooting. Um, so I can't. Until we, until the star signs on, I, I can't actually talk about it. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's a major Hollywood studio, so sounds like it's going to happen any day now. But you, I mean, who knows? I'm just I'm just one of the writers, so I have no power. <laughs> As it goes, but well, once it does hit, uh, we'll have to have you back on. You can talk a little bit about writing for that uh, that particular project as well. Yeah, I'd love to. Fantastic. And again, make sure you follow him on Twitter at. Bob Man, and check out all the series on YouTube, IRL the series, uh, My Roommates and Escort, and of course, look for Market Movie. You can find uh, the market, I should say, the movie, and you can uh, catch up with all these cool projects. Bobby Del Rio, thanks very much for being on air with us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are going to take our next break. We will come back talking with Chef Liz of Tenacious Eats and the gentleman from Odds Lane. We'll be playing a set in studio. We'll have all that and more, so stand by. Wings of silver, birds of steel. Silver, oh. 
Hi, this is Michelle Nichols, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Michelle Nichols, one of the guests you'll be able to see at Wizard World. Uh, checking out again wizardworld.com to get your tickets. If you're in the St. Louis area, you do not want to miss this show. We want to thank our other sponsor, Tenacious Eats. If you are a fan of movies, if you're a fan of food, uh, then you've got to check out a Tenacious Eats events. Uh, brownpapertickets.com. If you go there and just type in Tenacious Eats, you can get tickets for their next event, Pretty in Pink. So if you're a John Hughes fan, if you're an 80s movie fan, uh, this is the event for you. And we've actually... We're joined right now in studio by Chef Liz of Tenacious Eats. Thanks for being on air. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, uh, Pretty in Pink, uh, this will be your uh, 103rd show? 102nd. Second. Okay. Yeah. I knew I was uh, over 100 now because ho- the 100 uh, was Home Alone. Yeah. Can you believe it? It's I, crazy. I can't. You know, it's just... That's a lot of menus. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of crazy menus. So a yeah, lot of it, people fed <laughs> and drank. Yes, and, and drank. drank. Yes, um, I like to encourage that. A so. lot of Ubers yeah. called. A lot of Ubers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we didn't foresee this really going this long. We didn't think that there were enough black sheep out there who would appreciate the craziness that that we encourage. So. It's it's really it feels so good to know that we're not alone. And the know? last I, I want to say at least the last five, if not more, so, uh, shows have sold out. Um, yeah, actually, we've I'd say for maybe two years now, every single show wow. sells out, which is, is it's fantastic. It's like throwing a party and you hope that your friends come and then they come and you're like, they love me. They really <laughs> love me. Um, but yeah, it and every every film is a new challenge because we really we try not to duplicate films mm. because we don't want to duplicate an experience. It's like like Aristotle's law of diminishing returns, right? Right. You can't duplicate that. So I don't know what that means, but I'm going to shake my head until <laughs> I know. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> you know, you can have this wonderful romantic dinner with your your partner and steak and wine and the whole thing, and the music can be the same, but it'll never feel the same. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yes. After that initial experience, so. We have so many regulars who come to our shows, High Teats fans. Um, so we want them to have a new experience every show. So it's it's a challenge. It is. And, and uh, every time I feel like I am definitely challenged to write a menu for some of these movies, like Pretty in Pink coming up, mm. I sat there scratching my head going, pink food? No, <laughs> can't just do pink food. You know, there has to be some... Steak tartare. Steak tartare. Pink lemonade. I think we're we're good. Where were you yeah. when I was writing the menu? I mean, you're, um, but you know, it it in trying to find where the menu is in the film is so difficult sometimes, especially if there's no food mentioning at all. You know, so then I try and think about okay, what is how, what's the character's life like, or listening to the soundtrack, or you know, you never know where you're going to find the menu. So. Um, I really look to John Hughes and his craziness and his character development in the film to to bring the menu to life, so to speak. And it's there is pink. There's pink on every single course. Okay, fantastic. So delicious pink. Good. Good. That's actually a new band name. Just called it delicious, delicious pink. pink. Yes. <laughs> Get that. Get that trademark. I quick. shall. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you, there's still tickets left. Because I mentioned the, the website, people can still get tickets, or is this one sold out already? Uh, actually, there are a couple dozen. Okay. Uh, l- yeah, I believe this morning when I checked, there was a couple dozen tickets left. Okay. Um, and we have a discount code Ooh. that I can only give out to your listeners. Okay. Uh, the discount code is Otis. 
Like Otis Redding. As in Otis Redding, as in Ducky's Amazing Dance. And I just gave a hint to another item on the menu. Oh, dance food. Ducky. Oh, Ducky, Ducky. yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Little Ducky. And I love what you're going to do, too, because you've got people coming in to act out the original ending. Right, right. I don't want to ruin this for anybody who hasn't seen the film. Spoiler alert. But um, she doesn't end up with, you know, the one that we think she should. In fact, if you watch the film <clears throat> knowing what the original ending was, that she was supposed to end up with a <clears throat> then you're like, what the heck? This ending doesn't make any sense now. Um Molly Ringwald didn't think that the way it ended originally, the way John Hughes wrote it, <clears throat> she didn't think that her character, Andy, would actually end up with Ducky. So we have the original screenplay, the, the original ending, to act it out. And then we're going to show the one that everybody's familiar with to give another spin. Right. Yeah. It's like Clue when you could go to the theater and see which ending, who done it. Yeah. Same thing. You're going to get both endings at this, uh, at this event. I don't know how many people are going to cheer and how many people are going to boo. You know, I'm I'm a Ducky fan. Yeah, I I think personally she should have ended up with Ducky because he was way cooler. He was into Otis Redding. Come on, you know he, that that's a yeah. given. What more do you need to say? There's there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, um, so and he's a cool dresser. Yeah, that's true. So, so, but I did I did read um, that Ducky's clothes, Andy's clothes were like unbelievably expensive compared mm. to the rest of the the rich the rich clique. Mm. This little little trivia here. The um, costume designer bought all of the rich kids' clothes from Kmart. Really? Yeah. She wanted wow. those ice cream colors uh, and that kind of. The yeah. Jacqueline Smith collection? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have all those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. So I, I thought that was very entertaining. So I'd like to, like, everybody who's a fan of John Hughes and a fan of this film, you know, my Gen X friends out there and our millennial friends and everybody who's a big fan of this flick, I think we're going to bring something new to the table. <laughs> oh, I see. You get it? Yes, you I get did. it? Yes. Um, you know, so to make it a little bit more fun, a new experience for everybody. So. Very cool. Yeah. And again, you can go to brownpapertickets.com and grab those tickets. Uh, we're going to come back to uh, the gentleman from Odds Lane who play at these events are actually going to do a song for us. We're going to talk to them about these events they're doing and everything else. We're going to take another break. We'll come right back with more. Stand by. It's time for Animaniacs. And we're zany to the max. So just sit back and relax. You'll laugh till you collapse. We're Animaniacs. This is Michael Rosenbaum. You might know me as Lex Luthor or Martin X from Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're listening to geek to me Radio. Why am I talking like this? Michael Rosenbaum. Fantastic guest we've had on before. If you've not heard one of our shows before, maybe you stumbled across this on the radio just now, go over to iTunes, go over to Google Play, check out the previous shows. Uh, this segment brought to you by Marcus Theaters. Marcus Theaters, if you uh, haven't seen some of the award-winning movies that are up for the Oscars, they have a deal right now going where you can see, you can go to the website, marcustheaters.com, and grab tickets to go see the showcase. You'll get the first five uh, on the one day, and then you can buy tickets to the next four. Uh, it's fantastic. You get to see them all for a low price. I think it's $35 for the first five and then 28 for the next four. 
Uh, also, Black Panther is going to be coming out. So grab your tickets for that. February, set, we're, we're almost there. It's almost February. We're less than 20 days till Black Panther comes out. See it in the Marcus Theater. They've recently renovated the Ronnie's Cinema, and they've done a great job. The big dream loungers, the DXL screens, uh, the concessions. So make sure if you want to see a movie, you do it in a Marcus Theater. It's like I took my wife to go see Star Wars Last Jedi at their newly renovated Ronnie's, and she says, I'm not seeing another movie in Coach ever again. So thank you, Marcus Theaters. Uh, we are joined in studio by Chef Liz and the gentleman from Odds Lane. They're going to do a song Hi, for us. What can you tell us about the song you're about to play? Well, you know, we, uh, we knew we were coming on here with Liz, and uh, we actually uh, just recorded a new record. And there's a, there's a song about food. It's, a, it's actually a cover of a Smithereens tune. Okay. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, we were looking for a cover, and it, it, it ties into a lot of stuff. But we were like, oh, hey, if we ever did this with, with Liz, this is where it's a food song. We, we don't, have not done food songs. Perfect. Before, so. Anyway, I'm, I'm a, all excited. It's got, I am. it's got a little bit of a uh, you know local twist to it too. I think okay, you'll, you'll recognize it. Recognize the topic. You may, may have never heard the song because it's a Smithereen song I'd never heard before, and it's just kind of like, oh, that's okay, all right. The old like came out. Like, I thought we were doing Girl Like You. Uh, yeah, that's it. Girl Like You okay. with, with a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> here, <laughs> the sandwich. Here they are, Odds Lane. All right.
Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. And I broke the exact string that I needed to break if I was going to break a string. On See? That, <laughs> that was awesome. Out. That's very cool. That was a lot of action. That was. That was a lot of action. And I, I almost got choked up. That was moving. <laughs> it was. It was. It, it's, it's a very um, deep song about square burgers. This segment brought to you by White Castle. <laughs> Chateau Blanc. That's right. Chateau. Yeah. We generally Chateau. never ate the burgers, though. Yeah, we usually got 10 chicken and cheese. You need the oh, chicken. that's my favorite. Yeah. Chicken I rings. I love chicken and cheese with yeah. honey mustard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to use the honey mustard. That's, good that's, yeah. that's Always. Good. And this is a, a professional chef who is telling us this, so we know that's it's true. Right. Yeah. I didn't do that. Now I have to do that. See? <laughs> Way to mess everything up. It's well, okay. it was, when we used to live together. I mean, this is like a million years ago, but when we used to live together, we, there was a White Castle by where we lived that literally we would pull up after a gig at, you know, two or three or whenever we were getting getting back. And as soon as we went to 10 chicken and cheese, because we'd, <laughs> we'd each have five, and, then, and they knew that. Oh, Brian! Hey, how's it going? Where'd you guys Where'd you guys play? That's me. That That's him. <laughs> or, By the way, or Doug. Whoever. He, that guy's Doug. Yeah, I'm Doug. That's Brian. But you know, they they knew us by name and then really probably by the order. That's he, he stopped more than me because I was you know usually I'd be here. I'll give you ten bucks. Will, will you go get them? It's like Norm on Cheers, just with you guys in White Castle. That's right. That's the same thing. Go. So if exactly. the four of us rode in a car, let's do some culinary math here. How many chicken and cheese would we have to order? I would just need one because I usually get the sliders. I'm a classic. You're just a one. Yeah. yeah. How many? You guys five a piece. Five, five a piece. Five, five a piece. Yeah. 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 That that that's a good number. Right. But I you only think. eat four, and the fifth one that's is on your chest while you sleep. <laughs> you wake up just in and, case. Oh, right. oh, I guess that's <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the shame <laughs> the next day. The White uh, Castle shame. Oh God, that's right. Well, we're gonna oh, shake the shame happens. off. We're gonna take our very last break. We're gonna come right back, wrapping things up. We're gonna try to get to our Ducktales giveaway. We might do it on Periscope here at the end. Uh, we'll be right back with the gentleman from Mods Lane and Chef Liz. Stand by. Life is like a hurricane in Hi, everybody. This is James Masters with his sexy, fake British accent. You're listening to geek to me Radio. And we are back. Max is doing fantastic giving all the people you're going to see at Wizard World. James Marsters, Spike from Buffy, Milton Fine from Smallville, and of course, Victor from The Runaways, the new Marvel series on Hulu. Uh, I'm still in the process of folding the little folding. I'm wadding the uh, little uh, drawings here for the DuckTales giveaway. You're doing, no, you're doing a good job. Thank you. It Thank looks you. like origami. So it is, actually. That one was a swan. Uh, this one's a mouse. That's like I don't know animals. That's why they all look the same. But uh, it's like Edward James almost kind of exactly. origami. Blade like, Runner. Edward yeah. James almost. You're just going to give me that Magica pop vinyl anyway. So I don't know why you're doing a giveaway Shh, after the show. Stay on the air. You're just going to hand it to me. I mean, I'm just going to take <laughs> mute, it. Mute. Mute him. Now, I will say that uh, some people who did the retweeting uh, did not follow me as well. So there's a list of shame who I'm going to be uh, on Twitter. So you know that just if you retweeted it, you had to be following too, like the rules said. Uh, but we are going to do that giveaway. I want to give our last sponsor a shout Popcorn Buddha. Popcorn Buddha USA. If you like popcorn, if you uh, maybe you're going to want to hang out this weekend and just you know take some time and catch up on your favorite Netflix series, what better way to do that than with a big old bag of popcorn? 89 different flavors of popcorn this guy's got, and I can't recommend. I say it every week: Cajun Bacon Ranch. It's amazing. If you get, he's got sweet flavors, cheese flavors, fruity flavors. Uh, Tahitian Blue Coconut was another great flavor. Uh, his Christmas, if you missed those, he had some great flavors out there, but he always has seasonal flavors. He tries to come out with new ones. Uh, if you're planning a party or an event, you want to have some different stuff out, 
get some of the flavors this guy has. You can check out all of his flavors. He's got different flavors of fudge as well. If you want something for yourself, you don't want to give it out to anyone else. You're going to hang on to it and eat it. PopcornBuddhaUSA.com. And if you're listening right now, if you put in your order on the website and right before you hit checkout, enter the coupon code GEEK, G-E-E-K, at the uh, checkout portion there, and it'll take 15% off of your subtotal. So check them out, popcornbuddhausa.com, and uh, you're welcome. I just want to put it out like that. Cajun Bacon Ranch. What more do I need to say? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thanks. So we've had, uh, (laughs) it's a big show. Again, we want to make sure if you haven't gotten tickets yet to check out brownpapertickets.com. Type in Tenacious Eats for the Pretty in Pink event. Um, We've got just uh, probably about 45 seconds here. What, is there anything you can say about if you want to get people to come out to this event, what would you tease them with? Oh, I'm going to tease you. Two things. I have one course that's Ziffindel duck with a poached pear. And it's going to be really, really, really sexy. Mm. I don't want to tell you what scene it is, but <clears throat> it's very tender duck. Uh-huh. Um, but secondly, we have a real ducky who is going to be coming to do the full ducky dance. Nice. Yes. So ladies, bring bring anything you want to throw on stage. You know, a little... What? That'll be I cool. Know. And Odds Lane will be there as well. So yes. check it out. Brownpapertickets.com. Thank you very much for listening. If you uh, want to join us on Periscope, we'll be doing the DuckTales giveaway on there. So until next week. It's not in the way you watch I sound be. It's not in the way you watch the flash. It's not in the way you love Scotty Young Arts. It's not in the Thank you, Duckburg. Good night.